for those listeners and viewers who've um, seen me talk before, we have been quite cautious on markets and um, and defensively positioned really, and and that's about our view about global growth slowing down and financial conditions tightening, and central banks obviously shifting course from being accommodative to um, to restrictive in terms of uh, interest rates and monetary policy. So those three things are you know conspiring along with the geopolitical issues, um, you know particularly with the war in Ukraine. Um, to create a pretty tough environment for equities. Um, the difficult thing to uh, contemplate as part of this is when you talk to companies and when you listen to the companies talking today, conditions are pretty good. I mean, people have got a lot of cash. There's something like $300 billion of excess household savings in Australia. Everyone's feeling pretty chipper about their house price if they own a house. Um, that $300 billion is about 15% of GDP. So that's sitting in people's banking accounts, you know, waiting to be spent. And so conditions, you know, for a lot of industries are pretty good. They're seeing a recovery in, in, um, in spending activity, recovering in mobility, so people getting back to coming to the office and starting to travel again. So on the ground, it feels like things are reasonably good, but obviously the markets are taking a, a, a totally different view. And that's really driven by, by one thing, and that's inflation. So you've obviously heard a lot about inflation, how it's, you know, we haven't really had much of it. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm in, in my 50s. I actually remember inflation. Um, most of my colleagues are younger than me and they, they don't really know what inflation looks like. And now we're sort of seeing a taste of that. So inflation in Australia is predicted to grow to sort of 5 to 6% by the end of this year. It's already running at 9% in the UK, uh, double digits in continental Europe and sort of 8, 8.5% in the US and wages, of course, aren't keeping pace with that. So we have declining real income. So that's keeping people pretty nervous and, and pretty pessimistic, despite the fact that we've all got lots of cash. Well, not we all, but the as an economy, we've got a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines. So we have this situation where earnings are actually being revised up. Um, companies that are in the commodities and energy space certainly seeing higher prices. Um, you know, we had an agricultural company we were talking to this morning very strong conditions there. So, you know, in Australia anyway, you know, earnings are being revised up and a lot of companies are seeing conditions improve, not deteriorate, and yet share prices are going south. So what we're seeing is, is PE compression, so the price that investors are willing to pay for a current or four-year earnings has come back down to below average. So for most of, you know, the last couple of years, the PE ratio of the market's been, um, you know, up as high as sort of 20 times, which is a pretty punchy number. Um, and now it's sort of closer to uh, to 12 or 13 times. So we have seen significant PE compression of the market, and that's obviously pushed some markets into, into bear territory. So, you know, technically, what is a bear market? It's basically if it falls 20% from its high, it's considered a bear market. We're not quite in one in Australia yet, but obviously we get exposed to the NASDAQ every morning. That's clearly in a bear market, and I think the S&P 500 um, you know, the biggest share market in the world. The US comprises about 72% of the MSC or country world index. So it is by far the biggest market and it's sort of headed into bear territory. So we have this sort of slight paradox of, um, as I said, rising earnings and falling share prices and companies just getting cheaper. So from an investment perspective, while those conditions continue to persist, i.e. global growth is slowing, we've just seen a couple of PMI data out this morning from Australia and Japan showing manufacturing continuing to slow down. Obviously, with China in various forms of lockdown, that economy is slowing. Um, US consumer sentiment is at you know 
uh, one of the lowest periods we've ever seen. Um, so that economy is probably slowing. So we don't really see a change in the short term to a slowing global economy. Financial conditions are continuing to tighten. We're seeing mortgage interest rates rise. We're seeing uh, central banks increasing interest rates. So we don't see a, a, a change to that. And obviously, as I said, you know, central banks are continuing to uh, continuing to tighten uh, monetary policy. So we'll see more interest rate rises this year. So while those conditions persist, it's hard to get too super bullish about equities. But countering that is that valuations for the first time in a long time are, are becoming quite attractive. So there's lots of companies paying, you know, strong fully frank dividend yields that are sustainable. Um, debt levels aren't too high. Um, you know, corporate profits are being upgraded. So there is some sign of optimism, but I think it does become a, a stock picker's market. Um, the overall trend is still probably quite quite tricky, but I think if we can focus on, you know, good companies, good management, good products that are expanding and growing, um, and obviously emerging companies such as those presenting today are a good place to start. So with that as a sort of big picture macro overview, I'll hand back to you, Tim, and uh, thanks again.